0: Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I am your founder and host, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp. And with me today is Kendra Swalls. Here is a bit about Kendra. She is a mom of two, photographer and educator. In 2012, she started her first business, Paisley Lane Photography, and everything changed. What started as a hobby alongside her teaching career quickly turned into a successful business. In 2017, she left her teaching career behind to run her photography business and start the Girl Means Business Brand Plus podcast. Now she helps women like you take their business from survival mode to success mode using the same relationship marketing strategies that have been the foundations for her business success. And today we're going to talk about relationship marketing what is it, do you need to do better at it, and how to really encompass that in all areas of business. So without further ado, please welcome Kendra Swalls to GEMS Podcast. Hi there. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure, Kendra. So before we dive into today's segment, I definitely want to learn a fun and interesting fact about you as a way of an icebreaker.
1: Sure. So, um, okay, a fun interesting fact. Are you at all familiar with like the um Magnolia brand, Chip and Joanna Gaines? Yes, down okay. in Waco. So, that's my hometown. <laughs> um, I grew up right around the corner from their original little Magnolia store. Um, I used to go home on the weekends from college and my my parents and I would go and visit their little shop and their kids would be out front selling vegetables from their garden and they'd have like these little knickknacks and stuff and that was way back before anyone knew who they were so um they were just and and what you see on tv is who they are in real life it's amazing but um yeah so that's my hometown grew up just a block or two from their their starting place
0: super cool did you
1: go to Baylor
0: by any chance
1: I did not because I grew up in Waco. I was like, get me out of here as quick as I could. So I moved up to Dallas and went to school in Dallas.
0: Oh, okay. Cool. Not not too much further away, but <laughs> no,
1: no, still a big Baylor fan. Watch I my mom and I used to have season tickets to the basketball games and we would go home and watch games all the time. So big Baylor fan, just, I was ready to get out of, out of small town Waco at the time.
0: <laughs> nice. And it's really cool that you got to grow up from where Chip and Joanna gain, um, Gaines' first door was because now it's like a
1: big phenomenon. Yeah. And it's changed that town a lot, for, you know, for the most part, for the better. But yeah, it's been fun to watch, you know, kind of this little town that I grew up in that was nothing to become this kind of big phenomenon that people now, it's like a tourist location, which was never the case when I was growing up there ever. <laughs> it was just a pass through. It was where you stopped to get gas and maybe a snack on your way from like Austin to Dallas. And that was it.
0: Yeah. It kind of reminds me of like Baytown a little bit. Cause like Baytown is a small town. So I grew up in Baytown for a little bit until we moved to Houston. Cause I have two older brothers and they're like, there's nothing to do in Baytown. And then I also have two older sisters, but primarily grew up with my brothers. So whenever I think of those small towns, I'm like, yep, there's always a streetlight
1: that never works and you wonder why they can't fix it. Exactly. Yes. Or the same potholes that you hit all the time and nobody ever changes it. Yeah. Totally understand. Oh man. So let's dive into relationship marketing,
0: Kendra. So why are you so passionate about relationship marketing?
1: So when I started my photography business, a lot of it, was built around who I, you know, you obviously start with like your family and your friends, and then like it branches out to like friends of friends and, you know, who they know or people that you work with and who they know. And so you start to build kind of this spider web of a network of people that you are working with. And so I've always, and because it was such a hands-on business, you know, I was face-to-face with clients. I was working very closely with them. I was building relationships with them, even when I didn't realize that's what was happening. And I, when I started really analyzing what was working in my business and what needed to improve in my business, when I was trying to kind of go from, this is a hobby part-time to, I want to make this my full-time career. That was one of the things I kind of settled on was the feedback I got from a lot of my clients of just the, the relationship that I had built with them. And that that is what one that made them want to refer me to other people. And I was like, well, that makes a lot of sense because you know on paper everybody kind of looks similar especially when you work in an industry where it's kind of saturated and these days everybody feels like their industry is saturated and so i was like well what sets me apart is that i'm me and if i can put my st- my signature and my stamp on things so that it is connections versus just my ability to do this job that a lot of other people can do just as well or better then that's what's going to help me set apart and so i just really leaned into that aspect of my business and marketing. And I was able to, you know, grow my business, quit my teaching job, and then it's led to all these other things. And over time, seeing how these relationships that I've built with clients, other people that I've networked with or partnered with, um, it's really become a foundation for how I've grown my business. And I think as we move into this era of, you know, social media and a lot of business is done on through social media and through online and it's not so much in person or face-to-face, it's over Zoom or it's through phone calls and things like that, that those relationships have become even more and more important because that's ultimately, it's, it's who you know in some ways. And so if you're not building those relationships, you're not going to be the person that people know.
0: Absolutely. And we all know about no like, and trust factors. And, you know, relationships are easy to make but then they're also easy to break as well if you break that trust factor between you and that individual. So how can people really learn how to cultivate those relationships? And aside from the with them method, because nowadays some people are like, what's in it for me? But it should be what's in it for we, because we're collaborating yeah. and we should see it as a partnership where we could go further together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, one of the biggest mistakes, and I think we've all f- seen this happen, is that it's the idea that you know you get the DM in your in your inbox, or you get the random email that's like, "Hey, I saw this. I think we could really be well, we could work well together." Or hey, you get the one that's like, um, "How's business going?" You're like, mm, "This seems a little fishy. Like I don't even know you." So I think that the the key to relationship marketing and to building these relationships. And it's not always the fun, shiny answer, which is it's a long game. You have to (laughs) be willing to put in the work, you know, it's not going to be as simple as you send a message. You instantly have this connection and then things happen, you know, and I use an example of, um, back in 2021, the beginning of 2021, I joined this app called clubhouse and I was like, I was invited by a friend that I knew through Instagram, and she was like, "Come check this out." It was the hot new thing. I got on there. I was in these podcasting rooms where you could like network and find guests to be on your podcast. And I met this girl in there. Her name was Katie. Um, we decided to do a podcast swap. Um, before we did that, we hopped on a Zoom call to kind of talk about, you know, what could we each talk about on our podcast. We spent an hour and a half talking about like everything but our podcast. We were like, wow, we have a lot in common. We live in totally different places, but we're like living the same life. Well, fast forward a year later, and now we talk every single day. We are built, we're partnering together to build a course and a program for other female entrepreneurs. And so it's evolved over time into this working relationship where. You know, it's, we're equally supporting each other. My business has grown because of her. Her business has grown because of me. And now we're going to do something together, but it didn't happen because of one message. It happened because we invested time in really getting to know each other, each other's business, each other personally, and finding ways to work together. Now, it's also in realizing that not every single connection you make is going to turn into that, but you don't know who they know. And you don't know, you know, who they might refer you to. So I think it's just a matter of realizing that it's a long game. You have to put in the time. You have to put in the effort um, and you have to be real, you know, real about it. You have to be yourself. You can't just send out 20 mass DMs or emails or whatever and expect to be like, okay, well, out of these 20, maybe five will respond back and I'll start talking business. You have to genuinely want to connect with people.
0: Absolutely. I completely agree. And whenever you are reaching out to people, like connecting, like we used to do a lot face-to-face, but now everything is in the virtuals realm of things is not only tell them what your business is, but how can you add value to their business? How can you be a solution to some of the problems you have? And how can you guys learn from one another because it should always be a 360 effect or the trifecta I like to say and I feel like some people fail to realize that in relationships just like you cultivate a relationship when you're dating you need to have that same hunger and tenacity and drive when you are cultivating a business relationship, because this business is what's fueling you and what's actually paying for some of your bills or your leisure or whatever. So think about it that way from a holistic approach is what I like to tell some of my coaching clients.
1: Yeah. well, I like the dating analogy, that's, it makes sense because if you think about like, and granted, I haven't dated in a long time, but um, thank goodness. But if you're, you know, if you're reaching out to someone to say like, Hey, I'm interested in maybe possibly going on a date with you, or let's go have coffee. Like, you're not going to just come out and say like, Hey, I'm looking for someone to get married and start a family with. You're going to say like, Hey, would you like to go have coffee with me sometime? And then maybe they say, sure. That sounds great. You go meet for coffee. Again, you're not going to start the conversation with, okay. So if we were to plan our wedding, what would that look like? Like that's going to scare people off. It's the same thing with your business. If you come in, you say, Hey, I know that we're, this is the first time we're speaking, but hey, have you ever thought about like how I can help your business grow? Maybe start with something a little bit more gentle and say like, like, I like to go in, especially on social media is I like to find something that they have done really well. So maybe it's a post they shared or a story they posted or a reel that they created. And I'll go and I'll send them a message. I'll just be like, Hey, I really loved this because of X, Y, and Z. Like I'll give a couple of reasons. Like I really loved your last post. It really resonated with me. I love that you talked about whatever they talked about. And I just kind of leave it at that. And then I'll say, you know, and usually they'll come back and they'll say, thanks so much. And then I can follow up with questions. People want to talk about themselves. So if you start by engaging them in a really genuine, authentic way of like, Hey, let's just start this conversation. They're going to ask you questions back. It's naturally going to lead into this conversation. They're going to go see what, you you know, what your business is all about. Um, and there are some of those relationships that may fizzle out just like you would, again, the dating relationship. Maybe you go have coffee two or three times. You're like, not the best fit. That's totally fine. Nobody's at fault and then other times it may hit, you may hit it off. So again, it's just it's about making sure that you're kind of treading lightly in the beginning because you don't want to come off as that spammy person who's like, "Hey, I I'm, I'm in this for me and you're just a tool that I'm going to use to get what I want." Just like you said earlier, it's not what's in it for me, it's what's in it for we. I really like that. Um, but yeah, so it's it's kind of takes a gentle approach to that.
0: Absolutely. Like, don't lay it on too thick. And that's um, something I learned the hard way from personal dating to now, you know, marrying my husband, because he's like, Oh, man, you were just so hard on out the gate. And I said, (laughs) Yeah, after you go through some failed relationships, it definitely teaches you about life. And you don't want to play games anymore, because you're only getting older, not younger. And then you learn from it professionally whenever you go to different roles and assignments and stretch opportunities, because sometimes they may put you in an assignment that you know that you don't want to do, but they put you there to test your core competencies and see how you can learn and take on new new strengths or build upon your weaknesses, depending on what industry you're in. And I was always in a male-dominated field, which was oil and gas, so (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
1: yeah, definitely.
0: (laughs) So whenever you think about relationship marketing, Kendra, from a holistic um, point, what are some key tips and driving factors that you'd like to share with some of your clients or people that you um, try to just give advice to? So
1: I think there's two different kind of um, categories I put like the relationship marketing into. So one is Kind of what I've been talking about before, which is more of the networking, like let's how can we work together as opposed to how can you become a client of mine? And then you have the ones where it's like nurturing the relationship with the potential clients. And they both kind of have the same strategy, but I'm gonna talk a little more about the client side now, which is I follow an 80-20 rule. So 80% of my conversations, my touch points with my potential clients is how can I provide you with something of value? And then 20% is how can I provide you with information about how to work with me? So I do that through social media. I do that through my email marketing. um, I do that on my even on my website. I make sure that like 80% of my website is value based. Um, You know, any touch point I have with a potential client, I'm going to lead with how can I provide you something of value? And so that includes things like, for example, I send out a weekly email to my list. Like I'm always collecting leads through different various lead magnets. And one of the things I teach with my email marketing is like, if you're just sending out emails all the time with, it's like, Hey, I've got this special offer or you only send one twice a year, because that's when you launch your, you know, have your big launch of your product, or you have specials that you run, then people are going to be like, oh, she's just trying to sell it to me. But I send out weekly emails and in those weekly emails, I'm sharing some like little insider tip of something or a lesson that I've learned, a resource that I found, um, something like that can help them achieve like a small win. And then it's just slowly building, like you mentioned that know, like, and trust. It's building that trust over time so that when I'm ready to send them a message or an email or post something on social media, it's like, hey, I have this new product coming or hey, I'm opening up the doors to this launch, like come sign up. They're gonna be more likely because they're like, well, she's already helped me do these 15 different things. What can she do if I pay her to do things? Because she did that for free. And so it's that, again, I know it's it's not the shiny, like fun, like quick fix, but it is that long-term relationship building where they're like, okay, she has provided me content on a regular consistent basis that I have been able to implement in some shape or form to solve a problem that I have now, when she comes to me with this offer, I'm like, yes, I want it. Now they're not all going to do that, but a higher percentage are going to, because you have helped them in some form or fashion.
0: Yes. I love that. It's like, come on over girl. And it's like the the open (laughs) and closer analogy is what, um, another expert talked about. She's like, okay, you have your open window and you tell them, and then some time goes by, and then you have your closer, because as you're opening, you're feeding them content, and then mm-hmm. while you're feeding them content, they're getting that nourishment, and then once they get that nourishment, they're like, oh, okay, I'm getting fed, I'm, it's really good, I'm uh, satiating, and then there comes the closer period. Okay, by this time, you know, this offer is no longer going to be available. But since they already know who you are, they know what your business is about, they know some of your core values or your mission statement, then now it's a trust. They have trust that's building up slowly, but surely, and Mm -hmm. now they feel led to work with you. So it's that marketing that you've already put out there in the metaverse, but then now it's the relationship piece. So then you have the marketing plus relationship equals relationship marketing equals working with Kendra Swalls or working (laughs) with Genesis
1: Amaris Kemp. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Well, I think too, like you mentioned like something you touched on, made me think of it too. It's the relationship piece of like, it's not only just you are, you're feeding them something, but you're also infusing your personality and yourself. This is why, like, I think it's so important for people to share a little bit about who they are because people buy from people. And so like, when I go on to, when I have clients that'll hire me to do, um, like I do Instagram audits and I also do one-on-one coaching. So when they hire me to do those, one of the first things I look at is how much of you do your audience get to learn about? And so like, I go, I'll go back to the email marketing piece because I do this on social media a lot with stories and I put my, my face on things. and I do Instagram reels where it's me talking and they get to know me that way. But with email marketing, I tell stories from my own life. Like I talk about, um, I'll give one example is last fall, one of my daughters had a school program and it was supposed to be on like the same night as a PTA meeting. And then we were gonna have like a, a program and then the PTA meeting was right after. Well, I'm on the PTA board. So the only reason I knew that this program was happening was because I was part of the PTA t- you know, committee. And I think we had eight kids show up to the program out of like, I don't know, 120 kids in the grade level, eight of them showed up. And I was like, why did only eight kids show up? And come to find out, they just, they had not shared the information with parents in a really well clear defined way. Like it was, I think it was posted on the website, which nobody checks. And I think it, there may have been something sent home and like a little one, sent, one line in a newsletter that was sent home. That again, parents aren't really checking. Nothing was put on social media. Nothing was sent out in like the little reminder text, nothing. And I used that in a story I told in my email marketing to my audience where I was like, this is a reminder to you that when you think that you are being annoying with your marketing, you're probably not because the majority of people probably haven't heard this before. And so now they like, they know a little bit more about me as a person, you know, it's not just this kind of smiling headshot face they see in the signature. Now I'm a real person. I'm a mom. They hear stories about my kids. They hear stories about my life and my dog and are, you know, all the things. And that's another piece of that relationship building where it's like, now they're not only invested in what I can offer them, but they're invested in who I am as a person. You put those together and you've got a really strong relationship connection.
0: Yes. And I like to do my R and R and not the railroad y'all, but are you relatable and are you relevant? And that equals R and R. And I like the fact that, you know, You have to think, where does your ideal avatar hang out? Like if they're not the type that's reading blogs or anything like that, text them because we are glued to our phones. We all have them. So someone could easily glance down and be like, oh, shoot, there's a text. Let me see what that's about. And with mothers, mothers are like the TV show on Netflix. I love working moms. We're constantly freaking busy. (laughs) So where do working moms hang out to rejuvenate? Nail salon. sometimes they hit up a happy hour or whatnot. Um, they're not, you know, they're not going to just want to be, oh, let me see what's on the PTA website. <gasps> oh my gosh, yeah. Jenny had that. Like, I mean, <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I'm just not that type of a chick. I'm yeah. not going to be doing that. So you have to get in front of your audience and get inside of their mindset. So one of my other podcast clients talked about, what are some ways that you hack someone's mind and go into their subconscious? And that goes back to my R&R analogy. Is it relatable and
1: is it relevant? Yeah, no, that's, I love that. And that's true. Like, I think the getting into the mind of your client is so important because again, yeah, like I primarily work with mompreneurs. That's who I, you know, that's my target audience. And so I know them really well because that is what I am. But like, I'm working with a client right now, one-on-one and she's, um, she does uh, real estate. I don't know why that blew my mind for a second, but she does real estate. And I'm like, okay, so you have to figure out, are you working with first-time homebuyers? Are you working with like families that are relocating because of work or like, who is your kind of target audience? Because if you don't know what their problems are, you don't know how to present them with a solution and you don't know how to set yourself up as like, I'm the, the go-to person to help you. So yeah, you really have to get into the mind of, you know, which is why I think going back to like the idea that I really love like psychology. And I think if I hadn't gone into education as a major, I think like psychology and like learning about why we do the things that we do is so fascinating to me. Cause like, I want to get into your mind and I want to be like, what are the fears that you have that I can help solve that maybe you're not really going to tell people about just yet. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, I'm like, what's your secret sauce? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that sets us all apart, Kendra, because we all have that secret sauce, like, you know, in business and glow up. And, you know, one thing that I want to add to with relationship marketing is look for ways to compliment someone and not be in competition with them. Because complimenting them is not the new competition, complimenting them is a way that we're all winning out here. And we're leveling up because as you cross pollinate, you're tapping inside of each other's networks. And we've all heard the saying, your network is your net worth. So if you think about that, then it would also change your paradigm shift. And I wish they would teach relationship marketing in middle school and high school because some of these classes out here is just completely bogus like some of the classes I took I have not even used them professionally or in my career it was just like literally
1: (laughs) wasting my freaking time (laughs) I know I always say like they need to have a class in like middle school or high school that's basically like how to be a like normal human being, like how to be a productive human in society. Like, I think that's, that's what I'm going to I'm going to create a curriculum and I'm going to call it how to be a productive human in society. But I do think that like the relationship piece, like, especially like I do worry about like with my kids, I mean, granted they're 10 and six now, like they're not to the age yet where they this, this is a problem, but the older they get, they're growing up with technology. They, they don't know how to communicate with each other. The way that, like, you know, of course, I'm gonna I'm a date myself here, but I didn't grow up with technology. I didn't grow up with a cell phone or a, you know, a computer in my home all the time. And so, I had to pick up the phone. I we had one of those phones that for that like the cord reached down the hall and into my bedroom, you know, from the kitchen. And so, like, I spent hours like talking on the phone with my friends. Whereas now, like, even my ten year old, she's using Messenger Kids and she's messaging her friends and like these short little. They don't know how to communicate. And so it's hard to build relationships now, if you're a business owner, if you don't know these communication skills to begin with and how to have a conversation with somebody and how to properly write out a message or an email or a cover letter, or to send a, you know, proposal to somebody, you have to know how to communicate with other people in a way that is going to build a relationship and is going to make you stand. out. I mean, I get people all the time that send me emails about podcast guests for my podcast. And a lot of times, like I will look at it and be like, you know what, this was, this is the most like generic, boring podcast pitch I've ever seen. And I'm like, just from that, I'm like, I'm out. But if someone sends me one and it is like personality driven and it's exciting and it's unique and I can tell they're not just following a template that was put in front of them. I'm like, yes, this is somebody I want to connect with because they're going a little outside the box. And I love that. And so I think teaching people, like it's not always something that we just naturally have a gift for. And it is something that I think needs to be taught at least starting early on these communication skills and things that will help them as they get older.
0: I wholeheartedly agree like communications one-on-one you have that class in college but we need to dial it back like you said to the younger generation because they need to know how to adequately communicate with people body language and etc because nowadays everyone's hiding behind a tablet or a cell phone screen and you don't see the personality come out and I'm not trying to buy the next the next cell phone or tablet I want to you know work with a human being that has you know emotional intelligence um they are smart they're charismatic and etc so all of those are really good tips Kendra um around relationship marketing and as we wind down because I want to be respectful of our time commitment today I want you to leave us with your call to action for today's segment
1: yeah so um I think if you are listening to this and you're thinking like okay this sounds great I love everything you're saying, but I need to know how to put it into practice. <laughs> I totally get that. Um, you can definitely find me over on Instagram at Girl Means Business. I love having conversations in the in the DMs. You can DM me. You can ask me questions. Um, and I would just encourage anybody to take the first step. Like if you're listening to this, you're thinking, okay, I need more relationship marketing in my life, um, then just you have to dive into it. You have to start sending that message. So go find like your someone who's your ideal client, go to Instagram or LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter, wherever you're spending your time, or maybe you have an email list and send that email, send that DM. I want to encourage you to kind of step outside your comfort zone. The worst case scenario is they don't respond or they say, no, I'm not interested. Fine. Life goes on. You move on. So I encourage everyone to just take that step and make that connection. Um, and yeah, and then just come follow me over on Instagram, send me a DM, I'll help you um, answer any questions. You can practice sending messages with me if you want. Um, and I just wanna make sure everybody feels that they are comfortable with that first step of like, okay, let me put myself out there. Cause it's scary. Again, it's like dating. You're putting yourself out there and you might get rejected. It's totally fine. But the nice thing is usually the biggest you know the worst case scenario is that they just don't even respond at all. So just putting yourself out there is the key.
0: Absolutely. And you have nothing to lose if you're not putting yourself out there. If you're not putting yourself out there, you're not gaining a connection. But if you do put yourself out there, you may possibly gain a connection. So you never know until you try. And Kendra, I want you to plug your website and again those social media handles.
1: Yeah. So you can find me at girlmeansbusiness.com. Um, Instagram is girl at girl means business, and then you can find my podcast again, titled Girl Means Business, on all um, podcast outlets. And there you have
0: it, listeners and viewers of Gem's podcast. Once again, I am your host, Miss Genesis Almaris Kemp, and the founder. I also challenge you to go learn more about this topic, so you can level up in all areas and really create relationships that have synergies. So, subscribe and share this segment. We're on 40 plus platforms. Connect with us on YouTube at GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp for all things video content. And for those of you interested in becoming a brand sponsor or ambassador, you can connect with me at genesisamarskemp.net to learn more information to continue to fuel the mission of GEMS Podcast, which is to educate, inspire, Motivate while connecting the dots and bridging the gap between diversity, equity, inclusion and belonging. Why? Because it takes all of us to make this world a better place when we come together. United we stand and divided we fall. So until next time, peace, love and lots of blessings. Go out and be great because Kendra and I are rooting for you.